0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Tom Ryan here from Tom's Big Spider. So I'm going to apologize in advance. I do this a lot lately, but long story short, my allergies have been acting up. I think it's a combination of the fact that we've had like zero rain here in the past three weeks, month, two months. I don't know. We're definitely in a drought. Everything's dusty. The dogs go out. They play in the grass. They roll around. They come in. I hug my dogs and my allergies go through the roof. Everybody's allergies are bad. And we also had to clean our garage recently, (laughs) sadly, like last year when we finally sold our old house, we had this, uh, a moment where we thought the closing was going to be a month off and the closing was a lot sooner than we expected. And we had left a lot of our stuff in the house because we just didn't feel like moving it over. It was just like, ah, we'll get to it. So we had to do this quick mass cleaning. Billy did a ton of work. She was coming down during the day and picking up truckloads of stuff well unfortunately a lot of stuff just got boxed in random boxes and dumped in our garage and we haven't been able to use our garage for cars we have weight set my son and I want to get out and hit the weights again and they're just kind of stacked in a corner beneath a bunch of boxes so we went out there and did a bunch of cleaning not that anybody really needs to know this but what the heck I'll just tell you anyway and so a lot of it was just nasty it's been humid here a lot of stuff was molding and mildewing and I think that got to me so allergies have been through the roof so hopefully I can get through the whole podcast with a not sniffing all nasty like in the middle of it, or B, not having to pause a million times to blow my nose or to sneeze, because it's been one of those types of mornings. So this episode, we're going to cover a couple topics, a couple different topics, and then I just have a story I have to share, and I'll explain when I get to it, but a lot of times with the topics, I think I've mentioned this before, sometimes people hit me with ideas, and I sit down, and I like, usually I do an old school, I'll take out a piece of notebook paper or some fold-up computer paper, and I just jot down notes about like, what do I know about this topic? What can I talk about? Off the top of my head, do I need to do more research? Sometimes they're just very short topics. Sometimes like one of the ones today, at first I was like, well, I really, this is something I can't really offer more than a statement. But then the more I thought about it, it's like, all right, I have some ideas of what to do should this occur. So hopefully it'll make it a little more, I don't know, informative than me just going here because the way the question has been asked I have a very succinct answer for but we're going to break it down into some things people can do should this happen to them. The other second part will be a review. I picked up a new enclosure and I actually featured it in my latest YouTube video. And I, I'm still on the fence about them. I kind of like them. I think I'm probably going to get another one, but we'll get into that. And then again, the last one's kind of a fun story that, that I'll explain more when we get into it. So the first one I've been asked is quite a bit lately. and be getting a lot of emails and messages from folks that are in a panic. Because what happens is they go out, they buy some spiders from a dealer, they're all excited, they're beginners, they've got their list down of the ones they want. They find somebody that's got a few of them in, they put in their order, they're all excited, and then the order arrives and they have their moment where they open up like this is the big day. And we all know that feeling when you get a new box of spiders in, it's so exciting, such a thrill. And they open up, maybe they ordered three spiders and they take out their, I don't know, their B-Smithy, they take out their c Cyanopubicins, they take out their Gramostola pulgrapes, they're all excited, they're like, wait a minute, there's another item in the box, and they reach down, and they pull out a spider they were not prepared to receive, They they pull out a species that is either an intermediate species, or considered to be an advanced species, perhaps it's an old world species, sometimes really, really cool species, but nonetheless, not a species they had, A, researched for, B, plan for, or C, the most important thing in many cases, not a species they feel like they are ready for. And I do feel that it's important, it's crucial. For people that are going to get into the more advanced species, the old world species, that they are prepared for it mentally. And I have said before that on my comments, it kind of drives me nuts sometimes where people will go on to an old world video and go, I'm not ready for old worlds yet, and a bunch of people will jump on going, yeah, you are, just go out and get one, they're easy. No, 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 no. Well, Let's not talk people into it. People will get into them when they're good and ready. Some will not feel ready and that's fine that's, luckily there's enough beautiful new worlds out there that they, folks can find enough to collect and keep and get interested in without having to move into old worlds that's a person's prerogative and if a person says they are not ready for an old world or are not ready for a particular tarantula I take that at face value it means they're not ready It means psychologically even if they are even if they could e- they could easily care for these guys and do the rehousings and do everything the fact that they don't feel like they're ready means they're not ready so it can be a very difficult situation when and folks get freebies that are above their, we'll say, rank, even though there's no such thing. And I get a lot of these a lot over the years. Back in the day, I'll, amazingly enough, the species that a lot of folks ended up with as a freebie was the P. murinus, the OBT, because they were a dime a dozen. If you went to any major dealer, they not only sold them, they usually had them in like two or three different sizes. It's like, oh, we have two-inch juveniles. We have one-and-a-half-inch large slings. We have half-inch slings. And I think what ended up happening is people would be stuck with a lot of stock and they would start giving them away. So I would get these panicked, panicked emails from folks. And this was a while ago back when I wasn't even really doing the YouTube thing very much and obviously no podcast panicked emails, Tom, I don't know what to do. I opened up my package. I ordered a bunch of beginner species and I got an OBT and I'm terrified and I don't know if I should send it back or whatever. So I've talked a lot of people down over the years. I've heard a lot of success stories of people. They get the OBT, they put it in an enclosure, you know, several months later, a year later. Hey, I don't know if you remember me. I did the rehousing for my OBT today and it went great. It was no problems. So Let's just get this out of the way. I've heard over the years, dozens of people that have freaked out over this. I've had dozens of people ask me, what are my thoughts about dealers, vendors, breeders sending people old world tarantulas when they're not ready for them? And it's a tricky situation. A, on the surface, I would say if you've got a person, if I'm a a dealer or a vendor, and I notice that the person has apparently purchased the beginner party pack, it's all beginner species. I'm going to look at that and go, all right, this is either a person that's only into new worlds at the moment, a person, most likely a person that's just getting into the hobby, especially if they're picking up certain key species. So therefore, if I'm going to surprise them with a freebie, I'm going to make it a good surprise and not a stressful surprise. I'm going to give them another quote unquote beginner species or at least a new world, a slower new world terrestrial because we'll get into there are some new worlds that can really trip people up. And that's what I've been experiencing lately with some folks. However, that said, I can also appreciate the other side of it. Maybe a a vendor that's packing a bunch of stuff up on Sunday. They want to give everybody a freebie. That's a nice gesture. It's a good way to, you know, get people a good positive experience, get them coming back to you. People love, love freebies. In fact, I've had people, which sometimes drives me nuts, that they order for some place and they go, yeah, I was really disappointed. I ordered and I didn't get a freebie. Well, they didn't tell you you were going to get a freebie, but people love their freebies. But maybe the person's packing up and they're like, all right, let's send some freebies, let's send out some freebies. And they look and they might only have a species that, a Salmapea species perhaps, or something else that they've just, they've got a sack of, they've got a bunch of them. They're, they're, you know, obviously, usually the freebies are cheaper spiders. And so they send them out there. So it's not that they're trying to hurt anybody. It's not that they're trying to, set people up with a spider that's going to be too much for them. It's more about they're trying to do a nice thing. This is what they have. They're going to send it. They're not able to go by a, case, you know, a case-by-case a case basis and go, all right, what's this order got? Oh, there's no old worlds there. There's no uh, new world. The boreal's there. Let's just send them this. It's more like, all right, pack it up. Here are the freebies. Send it off. So I do see both sides of it. It does, I, I know some places will give you an alternative. I think the best bet with the freebies, the thing I like the most, is when places tell you up front you'll be getting a freebie. And I'll, I'll add to that even better. They not only tell you you're going to get a freebie, they tell you which freebies you can get or which freebies you're eligible for or which freebies you can choose from. I've seen ones where they go, all right, you if you spend this much, you will get a freebie and you can pick from these three spiders. That puts the onus on the keeper, the person purchasing the spiders, to choose one that's appropriate for them. I let, that Personally, that's, I think, the best way to do it. And that way, the person gets a freebie, they get a choice in it. It can work to the vendor's advantage because some vendors will do tiers of freebies. Like if you spend $100, you can pick from these. If you do $200, you can get for these. And what ends up happening is people might see a spider in that $200 or $300 range or whatever it may be that they really, really want. And therefore, they end up purchasing more to get to that price point so that they can get that particular freebie. So that works for everybody. The person ordering gets a freebie they really want. The person selling them might have somebody that was only planning on spending $200 go, Ah the heck with I'll throw a couple more species in there. You have to three hundred dollars. Everything works out great. And I know there are some places, uh, some vendors out there now that will put the freebies, the choice of freebies right on their site. So you can add it right in in your cart, which makes it very easy to track. You know exactly what you're getting. I have ordered $250 worth of spiders. Therefore, I am qualified to receive this freebie. So I'm going to add this to the cart. Everything's good. No surprise. perfect. I have worked with other dealers in the past that will tell you or email you when they get your confirmation to ship. We're going to send you a freebie. Would you like A, B, or C? Which is, again, it's extra work for the vendor, but awesome because, again, it gives The individual a chance to make that judgment call to decide whether or not they want to receive a more advanced spider. That puts it right in the keeper's hand. Awesome. Where we run into trouble, and this happens a lot, I've experienced it with newer vendors that are just getting established. Maybe they're selling off Facebook, they're selling off other groups, boards. they want to send you a freebie, you don't have a choice in it. That's where it can get a little tricky when you have no idea you're getting one. And for me, I think... My big issue is when I get freebies, a lot of times I when I know when I'm ordering certain spiders, I have everything set up and ready to go for those spiders for the unboxing. Obviously, I do the YouTube thing, so I do the unboxing videos. We like to have everything set up because usually they come on... Well, not usually. They always come on a work night. So Billy and I usually come home being pretty exhausted from work and we have to set everything up, camera stuff up, do the unboxing, and then usually we go walk our dogs, we come back and we do the rehousing. So I like to know exactly what I'm getting because I want to have all of those enclosures... And plus a couple extras just in case I have the sizes wrong, ready to go so we can get it done with and that sometimes when I get a lot of freebies it's there's you'll see the points in the video like oh dear we've got to really stop here so suddenly instead of just walking the dogs and doing the rehousing part or the housing part of the video I am in the garage desperately looking for something that houses the spiders in so there's stress level I've had people with the stress level there where they get freebies and they don't know they're getting freebies that they open up the box and they're like oh god I have nothing ready for this so that's a stress level but all the big stress is for folks who have it in their mind they're just a lot of them new to the hobby and they have it in their mind that they have to have these beginner species they're not ready for the other ones and like we said if you think you're not ready you're probably not ready and then all of a sudden they're surprised with a species they're like oh dear they go on and I've had people tell me and it's I feel terribly for them because I get it because it should be such a good thing a freebie is awesome getting a free spider these things are expensive between the cost of shipping the cost for the individual spiders a freebies amazing amazing thing to receive however it can turn from a really good thing to a really bad thing when the people and I've heard this story many times They hop online, they do a search, and the first thing it comes up with is something that tells them it's a fast old world tarantula. It's got a potent bite, it's got potent venom, or it's a new world species, but they're teleporters, they're super fast, they're advanced. People use these to get ready for the old world species because they can be so fast and feisty. That turns a good situation into a very stressful and bad situation very quickly. So I do feel for these individuals a lot because you're getting your box of spiders in that you have planned for, that you have prepped for, that you are, at least you feel mentally prepared to receive, to set up, to care for, you've done all your homework, and now you've just had a bomb dropped in your lap, at least that's that's the way they see it, so I do feel badly for those people, and I do wish that dealers would be, because it seems to happen more with the smaller ones, so uh, you don't hear it happen as much with the bigger dealers unless somebody does the mystery boxes or mystery spiders, which again, be careful with those. Make sure you you have a really good idea what you're getting so you don't end up thinking you're getting some, you know, lead back new world species. And instead, you're getting a high strung old world species. So always be careful with mystery boxes, mystery spiders. That again, that's on the keeper to be responsible. Make sure it's something that's within their limits, but it can be very stress- stressful, very difficult for folks who are placing their first orders, that can turn an order from an, an incredible experience to a very stressful experience, and that's where I get these emails, these late night emails or late afternoon emails, Tom, I don't know what to do, I picked up the spider, what should I do, should I send it back, should I try to keep it, so yes, I my thoughts, and this has been asked many times, could you please cover your thoughts on giving people freebies that are above where they're at, yes, my thoughts are in a perfect world the vendors, the dealers, the breeders would be a little more careful. I think a lot of them are. I want to defend the people that I've worked with because I haven't had, I can't think of any situations where I, even far back when I first started buying them, where I was sent anything that I felt was inappropriate to me. I've I've gotten a couple freebies I wasn't expecting, but there were always, I mean, G Polkropese a couple times. I got a B Smithy, or well, now it's B Himori, i but B Smithy back in the day. Species like those, but I can never remember somebody just out of the blue like, oh, here you go, here's your box of New World's you ordered, and I threw in a couple Old World's freebies just for fun to spice things up. I haven't experienced that, but obviously a lot of people have. So yes, I do. It does kind of drive me nuts because I get how much, it again, it's panicking people, and we can argue that, and I have the evidence to back it up because a lot of people told me it went fine, that the fact they're going to be okay. You, you know what? You are, you're throwing a curveball, but you're going to be fine, but it's a bad position to put people in. So yes, I do wish dealers, vendors, breeders, whoever's out there selling these would be a little more care- careful with what they send people, a little more cognizant. I've heard some of egregious examples of it where people are blatantly ordering, you can tell, they're ordering those really laid-back beginner species. Their whole order is based on New Worlds, New World Terrestrials, Afonopelma, Grammastola, Brachypelma, and then they're sent something totally outrageous back in the day, OBT's. The big one nowadays has been Salmopaeus. A lot of people get in Solmopius, I think, or um, in particular, Some Armenias, a lot of folks, when they breed those spiders, they have a lot of extras. They can double clutch. They get extra babies. They think, all right, we can sell some of these and give some of these away. And they are a new world species. So technically, you're not, well, no, technically, you're not sending somebody an old world, but they are spiders that when people hop online and look them up and find care guides on them and videos on them, They hear people say things like they're feisty, they're high-strung, they will stand their ground, they're defensive. If you're going to bad channels and bad care guides, they are aggressive, and that freaks them out. So, yep, I do think it's an issue. Yes, I wish it would stop happening. I do wish people would be a little more careful, but I can also, again, see the other side of it and why this can happen. In the vendor's mind, they're probably not looking very closely at it. They're like, oh, here's my order, here's the freebie we're giving out, there you go. So, The question, the other question that came out is what do you do if you are sent a freebie that you believe is above where you're at or if you've earned one that you believe is above where you're currently at as a keeper? So for example, if you believe you're just a beginner, you're not ready to try the more intermediate spiders or the advanced spiders or old world spiders, what should you do in this situation? So I think the the easiest situation to do is the person lets you know, hey, I'm sending this as a freebie and I have had people tell me. Hey, Tom, I don't know what to do. I've got a freebie, but the only freebie they've got is an HMAC. Should I keep it? And that's a situation where there's one of two things you can do. You can either, well, three things technically. One, you can just take the spider. Two, you can ask: Is there a, is there any way you could substitute a new world species for it? And sometimes it might just be no. That happens to be the one, the spider that they're giving away, and that's all there is to it, and that's fine. You don't, you're not guaranteed a freebie. We shouldn't expect a freebie with every order. Fine. Nobody wants to give up a freebie, but if it's a spider that the spider available is not one that you feel comfortable with that's where we get the option number three. We just say, well, is there a new world you can substitute? I'm sorry, that's all we have is the HMACs. Okay, could you please not send me the HMAC? It's as simple as that. And I've had instances where people have emailed back and said, can I get a new world? And they went, yeah, you know what? We just had a sack of... G poker peas and we're ready to sell them. I'll give you one of those. That's that's perfect. And we have other instances where they went. I'm sorry, that's all we've got right now. Those are kind of the freebies we're giving away. And the person's went, okay, never mind. I could, I please hold and not have the freebie. That's perfectly fine. That's within your rights. Yes, you know you're missing out on a free spider, but you're doing the responsible thing and not taking an animal in that you're not going to feel comfortable with. The other thing you can do is if you know that it's a place, there's some places that will say like a freebie with every order and they don't necessarily tell you what the freebie is. So you just know you're going to get sent something and I've I've had that happen before where, you know, I've ordered something, everybody gets a freebie and you don't necessarily, they don't tell you off the bat what it is. It's whatever, it's just kind of like the soup of the day type thing. Oh, I have this species. In that instance, if you read, and this is why you always want to go through the sites and the dealer reviews and read the dealer's site. If you find out there's a situation like this, then there's nothing wrong with being proactive and polite and saying, hi, just, I just want to get this out of the way. If there is a freebie, can you please ensure that I get a new world species or something polite? You don't want to be acting, you don't want to act like you're like expecting the freebie. You want to look polite about, but hey, if you send a freebie, I'm a beginner. Could you please send me an easier species or something like that? There's nothing wrong with that. Dealers, they want, dealers, vendors, they want repeat customers. So they're going to probably, more often than not, make sure that they give their customers what they want. If they say, I don't want an old world, they're not going to send you an old world. So there are things you can do ahead of time if you think this could be a situation. Now, would I contact somebody that has nothing on their sites about getting freebies and I've read nothing about their freebies going, hey, when you send me a freebie, could you please not send me an old world? No, because there are some that don't give freebies. So let's keep that, make that very clear. Again, it's one of my pet peeves when people tell me they ordered from a place, they had an amazing experience, but they're not going to recommend them because they didn't get anything for free. It's like, come on. So that would be one thing to do. Now, what happens if a the freebie is sent, you open it up, you're all excited, you take it out of the box, you go, oh dear, maybe you recognize the name immediately, maybe you don't recognize the name, you do some research and go, oh dear, what do you do then? There are a couple things that you can do, and this is what I usually encourage people to do when this happens. So number one, the worst, the thing that people are most afraid of when they get one of these species is rehousing it. They do not want to get them out of the vial. They're freaking out. So make your life easy. Find an enclosure, an appropriate enclosure. This doesn't mean dropping it in a 10-gallon tank or putting it in something obscenely large. Find an enclosure that will allow for you to pull out, to, to take that little vial, pop it open, pull out any plug that's plugging it. If you have to drag the whole tissue thing right out but make sure there's an entrance that allows a spider or an exit that allows a spider to get out and just drop the whole thing in the enclosure. That's One of the easiest tricks is that way you're, keep in mind, you're just getting this box in, you were not prepared for it, you didn't mentally prepare yourself for it, now you have to rehouse it, take the stress right out of it, drop it right into a larger enclosure. Now, sometimes what people run into, and I've had this happen to me, and I have so many enclosures in my garage, trust me, we just had to clean the whole thing. Sometimes they open it up and they look at it and go, I don't have anything for this. Maybe they were getting a bunch of terrestrials in, that's all they've kept, and they are sent in a boreal spider. That takes a different type of enclosure. So what do you do in that situation? Well, sometimes you're able to go into a garage, sometimes you have something around the house that'll work. But I'm going to give a little tip here. The spiders, if packed correctly can sit in those vials for a little while. So if you have a situation where you've received the spider, you're freaked out about it, you want to just be able to drop it into the newest, the, its enclosure, give it some room to grow so you don't have to do a rehousing for a little while, there is nothing wrong with leaving it in that vial for an extra several hours, even a day overnight to the next day, to give you a chance to go out, hit Walmart, hit a store, and grab an appropriate enclosure for it. Nothing wrong with that. The one thing I would encourage you to do, pop the cap off the vial, Put your finger in there. Test the paper towel. There should be a plug over it. Touch the paper towels, toilet paper, whatever packing material they use if it's moss and just make sure that it's somewhat moist because they will need a little moisture in there if it's completely dried up add a little moisture to it and leave it there I've had to do this in a pinch before there was a situation not that long ago where I got sent some freebies I wasn't expecting I was kind of running low on my sling enclosures and I left one in overnight that's not going to be a problem back in the day sometimes people would ship these things and it would take two or three days to get to our homes if they're packed correctly it's not a big deal so leaving them in there as long as I mean if it's something that got left out if if you got an order in and it got really hot or really cold and you want to check on that that probably would work in that situation, but in normal shipping, shipping situations, leaving in there an extra day to give you a chance to do your research, which we'll get to in a moment, and to give you the opportunity to find an appropriate enclosure for it, there's no issues with that. So don't freak out, don't think you have to do it that night, take a breather, set it aside, put it in the spot, you know, right next to where your new tarantulas are, so it's the same climate can acclimate to the temperatures in your room, and then give yourself a chance to reset and get what you need. I remember a few years back, somebody emailed me. It was like, literally, she had just opened up her stuff and they sent her a free, I believe it was Salma P.S. Camber Jai. And a little teen sling, a little dram vial, and she was freaking out. And I, she's like, what do I put in? I said, well, if you want to give it a little extra size, if you have a 32-ounce deli cup, it was a small one, get a 32-ounce deli cup, drop the—you know set it up appropriately, told her how to set it up, and drop that thing right in it. And she's like, I don't have a 32-ounce deli cup. And then my next email from her was a photo of the spider in its jam vial inside a 32-ounce deli cup. I'm like, that's awesome. Would you get the deli cup? She had run to, I believe it was Walmart or something, to the deli and ordered some food for dinner and asked them for an extra 32-ounce deli cup, which she then used, which I thought was hilarious. And it worked out, and the spider ended up great. She ended up working out great with it, even though she was freaking out over it. So that's the way to do it. Take a step back, relax. You don't want yourself in a situation where you've got the spider, you're freaked out, you're all jacked up, and you're trying to do a normal rehousing to get it out of the vial. Now, the other reason we're going to give ourselves time to do it, and this is why sometimes it's okay to wait a day, is the fact that you haven't done your research on the spider, it's time to do research, and there's nothing worse than when you're used to doing a lot of research on stuff like looking at a lot of sources, watching a lot of videos, maybe listen to a podcast, whatever it may be, whatever you fu- however you find your information, there's nothing worse than when you feel rushed, because... If you're like me and you're one of those people that enjoys that aspect of the hobby, you want to take time to not only gather the information, but to assimilate all the, the information and make sense of it. Cross check it. See who's right. Who's wrong. Who makes more sense? What, what sounds like the best way to keep it? What, what are some of the things people say about it, what are, it's, it's a lot of information to take in. It's a lot of information to work with. And it's hard to do that when you have a spider dropped in your lap. However, keeping it in that vial, giving yourself some extra time to kind of relax. Obviously, you're going to do as much information as you can quickly to get a general idea how to keep it. But after you have it in that enclosure, after you have it set up, what you think is correctly, continue with your research. I've had people... I set it up, I thought I had it right, but after doing some more reading, I realized that I screwed something up, I should have done this, I should have been done that, you want to make sure that you double check, cross-reference, most of the time you go, you'll find some good information, if you know where to go for good info, you'll find somebody that tells you how to set it up correctly, your spider will be set up correctly, there'll be no problems, but always spend a little extra time, don't just go, alright, I quickly did an hour's worth of research, spider's set up, I'm done, continue to do the research, that's where you go through and start learning really more about the specimen, this is where a lot of people actually go from being terrified to being excited, like, alright, you know what, I wasn't for this. But now that I'm reading about it, I can't wait to grow this thing up. This looks amazing. So that's an important part, not just to be informed, but to also kind of get you into the fact that, hey, I now have this species, I'm going to care for it let's see what they're, let's see what people love about it. So make sure when you're watching videos, if you're going to go, one of those people that likes to watch the videos on rehousing and stuff, find good rehousing videos, avoid the ones where they're going crazy and the spiders bouncing all over the place. That's just going to jack you up when you have to do a rehousing, find those calm ones, find the ones that people are taking their time, keeping the spider calm. And remember, now that if you've given yourself some room, you have several extra months, if not longer. to kind of develop your skills as this spider grows so you've bought yourself some time maybe not as much time as you had planned on maybe you planned on keeping a lot more specimens a lot more new world easier new world species before you made the jump into the advanced or intermediate ones but you've given yourself some time by putting it into a larger enclosure to acclimate to it to grow with the spider we always talk about growing with the spider that means you get the spider and as that spider's growing you're also growing in your ability to properly keep these animals to do your research and to perform the basic husbandry that we need to perform with them changing water dishes without you know getting tagged rehousings rehousing is probably the biggest one this will give you more time to adjust with the animals. so I think that's the trick again there's there's only so much you can do the spiders in your lap and times a ticking but hopefully those tips will help some people that end up in this situation be able to relax and shoot and talk to people a lot of folks will be happy Okay, let's be clear. Be careful where you decide to talk to people because there are some places we're going to get jumped all over. You shouldn't have that spider. You should send it back, blah, blah, blah. It's in your possession. You're going to do the best you can with it. Talk to people that have kept them. I have no problem talking people through things. I've just had a situation. Somebody got sent a P-Metallica and they weren't expecting it. They were freaking out a bit. It was one they admired. But the easiest thing to do is just give them some tips. Have them relax. Hey, you're going to be okay. People keep these all the time. Here are some things you can do. Put it in a larger enclosure. All the stuff we just talked about. The trick is to make sure that you're able to kind of process it and feel a little bit better about it. And I think what you'll find is as they start growing, as you watch them grow, and I this I can remember keeping my first old worlds and It's like, oh God, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. And then you just start to realize most of them are very shy. Most of them, you're not going to see all that much. They're not going to come leaping out at your face when you go to feed them as long as they're kept correctly at places to hide. They're not that difficult to keep. This part where it gets icky or can get icky is during the rehousings and you're going to buy yourself some time to get used to the rehousing. So that would be my trick. The answer to the question, how do I feel about people being sent spiders that are above where they're at as far as experience? As freebies, it, it, for lack of a better term, it sucks. I think it's, it's kind of, it takes what should be a really good, awesome situation and can make it an incredibly stressful situation. But again, I do see both sides of it. It's going to continue to happen. There's going to be issues where that happens. So if you are the recipient of a spider that you feel like is above where you are, these are my tips for you. And again, always feel free to reach out and, you know, shoot me a YouTube comment or whatever. I've talked a lot of people through this. And my thing is, I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, you're right. You're not ready. That's, that's not going to help anybody out. Even if My favorite is when people, I've actually heard people go, you know what? You need to pack that back up and send it back. Okay, so the person isn't ready to take the spider and rehouse it. But you expect them to now, with that fear, pack it back up, having never packed a spider. Come on, let's let's be real. I mean, I I I get it. I get the the thought process behind it. You don't want somebody with a spider they can't handle because it could be bad news if they get bit, whatever. I totally get that. But let's be realistic about it. The trick is to give yourself some time to process. Leave yourself in a situation where you don't have to get, you know, too up close and personal with the spider. And then ride it out, get some of that experience. And when the time comes, the rehousings, I'm telling you, most of the people, the people that do get back to me, they're in these situations, they have no problem with that first rehousing. It's like such a relief. Like I've been dreading this for a year and a half now and I just rehoused it went fine. So hopefully that helps people out, gives you my, you know, my thought process on it and some things you can do if that situation should happen to you. So now to our next topic, I think I'm going to leave the review to last. This one's kind of, I, I toyed with this one. and Let me tell you a little story about how it came about. Uh, about a year ago, two years ago, I noticed somebody new commenting on my videos. And what I usually do, if, if they have a, a name like, you know, I don't know, Megan Spiders, or I'm just throwing out this is not a real person, or Mark's Arachnids, or whatever, I usually like to pop over to the channel, see what they're doing, see what they have. It's kind of fun. Just, you know, this person's taking the time to comment on my videos. Let me pop over, see what they got, leave a comment or two. And the first, this person, I'm not going to say the name. This isn't, I want to make this very, very clear. This is more me venting. And kind of having fun with it because we did the whole thing about the craziest things that people have told me about tarantulas. This person has checked off probably the top three spots for me right now from the stuff I've seen. And I wouldn't care as much if it wasn't for the fact that this person engaged me first to criticize things that I was doing. So a couple of years ago, got a couple weird comments. And sometimes you get comments and you can tell that people are a little loopy. And those are the ones I kind of like, oh ah, yeah, that's that's neat. You know, why don't you try calling it by its name and see if it comes? Oh yeah, that's great. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. And I'm always polite because I never know you never know which people are a little out there, which people might be limited. I've had folks that I've had situations where people have come on and I've gone on to the, check out the videos, and it's a it's a young kid. I'm not gonna sit there and, and trash them and get nasty with him. So I always try to say polite. Anyway, this one comes on, and I got some weird comments, but they were commenting on quite a few of my videos. And I always try to engage the people that take the time to comment on a bunch of my videos. And then they started commenting with weird things. Again, like, why don't you try naming them? Like, you're, one of them was about one of my enclosures. Like, you really should give your tarantulas a lot more space. It was a sling, a lot more space to explore and to enrich their minds. And I'm like, the hell? Like, what are we talking about here? It got a little weird. So I popped over to this individual's channel and was ill-prepared for what I saw. Like, they had an OBT, and you could tell there was a lot of anthropomorphizing of the spiders. This person thought the spider, they were training the spider, the spider was listening to its name, they had tamed it down so it could eat out of their hand, and there was a lot of stuff. They had quoted some, basically some studies done on insect and tarantula behavior, that they were interesting, I think they were taking a lot more out of them that was actually in the articles to back up the fact that tarantulas are a lot smarter than we give them credit for, and that a lot of the things that we're doing keeping wise are not healthy for the tarantula. So, without getting into details, I read it and, and it came across as kind of crazy, so I'm like, you know what, I'm going to lay off trying to engage this person all that much. Then this person came on to another video, I will not say which video because it would be easy to find out who it is and track them, that's not what this is about. They came out to a video where I was trying to demonstrate how, I was, how fast old worlds can move and how you got to be careful with them. And now the narrative switched from addressing my care and not giving all the space to I was scared of tarantulas. Obviously, I have a fear of them. There's nothing to be afraid of. They can be tamed down. They won't bite you. They're smarter than that. Really, really crazy talk. And again, I don't, to each their own, do what you want to do. But when you're coming onto my videos and saying these weird things, Like, I feel like I almost have to retort. And again, don't feed the trolls, but I didn't feel that it was a troll. I felt like you ever know, have one of those friends that's into like conspiracy theories and stuff, and they break out some really weird stuff. And when you look at them, like what in God's name are you talking about? They look at you like you're an idiot. You're not smart enough to be as enlightened as they are. That's what it felt like. It felt like somebody that really... And this individual doesn't seem like an unintelligent person. They seem to be, like, well-read, know their stuff. So that's what made it a little more confounding. So this would had been probably a year after some of the other engagements I had, and I kind of forgot the name. Like, who is this person again? So I click on the name. I go over to the site, and there's a video. And it was something along the lines of, like, Spiders Watching. I'm not going to give the name the actual title, but Spiders Watching a Horror Movie. My Spider Watching a Horror Movie. And the video was her talking to her spider while they were watching one of my rehousing videos. Now, to say I was confused on how to take that would be an understatement. I'm like, is this like she's saying I'm doing a horrible job? Like, I didn't get where we were going with it. It was the weirdest thing I'd ever seen. Like, what are the chances? And I don't think she was like fishing for me to come over and say anything. I don't think I, I got a funny feeling she didn't expect me to ever see it. But that was the first video I pulled. I'm like, what in God's name is this? Like, so I did something I normally don't do. And I commented on it. And I kind of made a joke. Like, if they think this is a horror movie, they should see this other keeper that just rehoused the spider and dropped the spider three times during the rehousing. He's like, that's a horror movie. Ha, you crazy woman. And she came back with this long explanation of why this was a horror movie to the spider. The spider was watching another spider in a stressful state. And it was weird. So I'm like, all right, that's it. I'm done engaging with this person. It's funny at that point, This was probably a year ago, year and a half ago. At that point, Billy and I go on our walk and I always talk about, you know, my day and what went on. And I told her this story and she's like, oh, you should do a podcast of it. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to do it. I don't even know what to do with it. It would just be me bashing somebody because this is so silly. And what is the point of it? I don't want to drive any traffic to this individual because they definitely don't need more people seeing this stuff because for every person that goes on there and says, this is crazy. This is not true. There are going to be other folks who go on there and go, This is amazing. This person is like pushing the boundaries of science of what we know about tarantula intellect. So I don't want to drive any folks that person's way, you know, help that YouTube algor- algorithm and God forbid have those videos recommended anymore. So fast forward, I get an email the other day Tom, have you ever heard about keeping tarantulas free? Have you ever heard about keeping free range tarantulas? So I'm like, What? Is this about? I'll bite, and it was a very short email. I'm not sure if the person was sending. I couldn't tell, and I'll be completely honest: if the person was sending like "ha ha," this one's going to drive you absolutely nuts, or if it was real. Like, what do you think about this? There wasn't an LOL, so I, as far as I know, it's a serious question. Somebody saw something, and they're wondering what I think about. So, like, what a free range tarantula. So, I'm expecting to see tarantulas out in the wild. I'm expecting to see like folks, like local folks going out like, oh, here are my tarantulas. I I, Technically, I help them. Maybe they're going out throwing, you know, prey items to them in their burrows. I don't know, but I wasn't expecting to see what I saw. What I saw was videos, this person showing off videos. It was like a dirty, grimy shelf with crap on it. And there's an old world specimen on the shelf that's just kind of sitting there. And this person is trying to feed the old world with their fingertips, and they're holding a mealworm with their fingertips. And the spider almost takes the fingers off and then runs away. But if you look in the background, again, this is on a shelf. Somebody's a dirty shelf somewhere. I swear there's another larger spider lurking in the background. And they're both on the shelf. So I'm like, what? In God's name is going here. So I click on another link they sent. And this individual, and it happens to be the one that I've had experiences with over the last two years, is basically keeping what they call free-range tarantulas, they're letting the tarantulas run loose in their house, and apparently they've done it with a avicularia that mature male and recently died, and they currently have three tarantulas, I think it was three, in their home that just live wherever they want. One of them took residence in a shoe. It looked like two of them that we had seen, the two old worlds, were living on a shelf with some trap that was on the shelf that they used as a hide. The individual through one of the comments had talked about somebody's like, aren't you afraid they're going to move? And they were talking about how one of the, the, the two species you had on the shelf, the, if you make them feel insecure, they will move. So the trick is when you come up to them to, I don't know, hand feed them, you got to be very careful. that They know it's you because if they don't, you startle them and you threaten them. Then what they will do is relocate. And then you got to go find them again, you know, running around somewhere in your house. And then this individual had another rather infamous old world species, a boreal that has a, a pretty big reputation for being a handful this individual basically set it up on the living room wall they had a shelf up there they hung the spider up in something that it was in and just let it form webs around the wall and that's where they feed. so free range tarantulas allow that one to settle in am i shocked that the tarantulas are able to live in her in her house no i I don't think that's the point i think This individual thinks that's an amazing thing. Look at what they get. No, it wouldn't shock me at all. I've heard many stories of people losing spiders and later finding them in their home where they've either webbed up behind a curtain or something or webbed up somewhere where they were able to get prey and continue to grow and continue. They can live in homes. They're very adaptable animals. That's not a surprising thing at all. What surprises me Is the fact this individual thinks that this is okay, this is a new thing, look at, that we're giving them the space they need. The fact that, and and I don't think they understand that the fact that these spiders are staying in the exact same spot disproves her other points that they need to be taken out of their enclosures and exercise and given brain puzzles and be challenged intellectually. This person feels that they have trained them to not only do tricks and do certain things, which... If you watch the videos, it's blatantly, we've all seen it before. There's no trick here. They're not trained. They're all acting on instinct. The the arrangements are being set up in a way that it looks like the spider is doing what this individual wants. They're not. There's one, my favorite one is, I believe it's something along the lines of the spider basically responding and coming when it's called, when its own name is called. You know, basically like if I went downstairs right now and called my dogs, Bruticus, Bella, Penny, Worm, let's go. That type of thing. But it's this individual sitting there with the spider perched on the end of its enclosure, making weird noises that are obviously vibrating, probably some airflow that's triggering the spider to come look for prey. So it's this individual doing things like, ah, we, ah, we, I'm sorry, I feel like an idiot even doing this, but that's like, it's just weird noises and, eventually after doing this over and over again, which I can only assume like maybe a foot from the spider, the spider starts to investigate what this is. Cause it probably feels like it's again, a prey item or something that nearby, it's not responding to its name. Crazy, 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 crazy stuff. So again, I share this more just, it's an extreme example. If somebody were to make the ultimate let's troll Tom Moran channel, as far as spider husbandry is concerned, this person has nailed it because it's like everything I would tell people not to do something. Well, I, I, that's a lie because I, I would never even think to tell people, hey, by the way, don't just let your spiders run around your house. The, everything that could be wrong with spider keeping is on there. And then this individual is trying to basically put it out there like this is the way people should really be keeping. them. this is what the other keepers don't want to tell you. I've seen videos where this individual has quoted things that I have said, misquoted in many cases, and then tried to prove that that, uh, that that's wrong through the video. And it's like, oh, come on. Like one of them was tong feeding, tong feeding. People that say that they'll shoot up your, uh, the, they'll miss the prey them and shoot up the tongs. That's a myth. Spiders are smart enough to recognize that. What are you talking about? If you get a spider jacked up, they won't go ramp those tongs. It's happened. I just had somebody email me last week that was trying to tong feed one of their spiders and it shot up the tongs. But then they have a video of them feeding a, a tarantula with... Tongs with one of the free-range ones, by the way, and the spider kind of slaps at the tongs and then walks away because it's terrified. It's got nothing to do with it going, hey, those are tongs. I'm not going to bite those tongs. I'm not going to run up the tongs. The spider was scared because it was getting approached by a foreign object, but that's not what they're reading. So it was one of the most annoying things I've ever seen, and the thing that killed me is when I went in the comments, the good thing is most of the videos didn't have a lot of comments. A lot of the comments were people like you're crazy, that's not what's happening. Like the spider's not responding to its name. It's responding to the vibrations of your voice because it thinks it might be prey in them. Or you can't teach your spider that. That's not your spider learning anything. That's your spider acting on natural instinct. There are people, clever people going on there and responding that, what this person was trying to sell was a lie. And, I, and there's no other way to put it. It's a lie. They may believe it, but it's a lie. But unfortunately, there were some comments, and this was the part that really got to me. And this is where I'm wondering if that person that emailed me could have been one of these people, where they were asking, How do I do this with my spiders? How do I go about teaching my P. Muranus to recognize my voice and to do tricks and to climb up my hand and to eat a mealworm out of my fingertips? How do I do this? That's mind-boggling to me. So sadly, yes, I mean, and this is why we're not sharing any information. This is not a let's go out, get the pitchforks out, nothing. The best thing anybody can do in a situation like this is to sadly kind of ignore it. Because if a bunch of us went over there, And started putting comments. And I didn't put any comment. Believe me, I wanted to. And I'm not one to comment on other people's videos and say negative things. I never do it. I don't give unsolicited advice. Unless I see somebody doing something that I feel is blatantly dangerous every once in a while. Like, hey, just a heads up. Not my cup of tea. But I'm telling you, it was tough to not chime in. I just don't want to engage this person anymore. I don't want them on my videos. I don't want their comments. I, I don't want anything to do with them. But I'll tell you, that was like, I spent an hour going through some of those videos Just my mind being repeatedly blown, comments, people going, what happens if it bites? Well, that's okay. It's just a little bit of pain. What are you teaching people? And then the the worst part is this individual will start giving people links to papers that they've read, you know, scientific research papers like, hey, I'm not crazy. Look it, just read these, which I read a couple of them. And again, the information there, not exactly what the person, what they were saying in the papers wasn't necessarily what this individual got out of them. But the problem is, when you put that out there, like, hey, look it, I've been in the hobby for a long time, I'm doing my scientific research, people believe that, They, especially folks that don't know any better, that folks that get in the hobby that automatically anthropomorphize their animals and want them to be cute, cuddly pets, they see something like this and it reinforces that. So, scary, scary, scary stuff. I did email the other person back, I haven't heard back, I was kind of like, ha, 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 oh my God, like, I basically laid it out there, like, this is the most insane thing I've ever seen, and we'll see if they come back with, yeah, I thought you'd like that, a lot of times what I guess, yeah, I figured you'd get it kick out of that one and then like okay good Uh, there have been instances where people have come back really that's not true what do you mean how what scientific studies do you have that's what I'm afraid of getting but yeah crazy crazy stuff and again this has been going on for about two years back and forth with this person and they did engage me first and this isn't I, I want it made very very clear not an attack more me venting and again venting to people who can appreciate just how truly insane this is i was telling billy and my kids about the latest thing in some of the videos and even my kids were looking at me like what how does that work she just leaves them out the one of two of them two of the old world species she had on the same shelf they're right next to each other and somebody commented aren't you afraid they're going to cannibalize no they know each other it was some weird response so bizarre so bizarre so suddenly giving your tarantulas ping pong balls and a little bit extra space in their enclosures seems pretty darn good to me compared to this just Crazy, crazy stuff. So I had to share only because, again, I've heard some strange stuff. We obviously did the whole podcast about, you know, strange things I've heard about tarantulas. This one absolutely takes the cake. If there was an award to be received for the craziest misconceptions about tarantulas, and again, I'm one that's always open to hearing more about how they supposedly think, if somebody feels they have evidence of it. If there was an award for most misguided keeper of the year this individual would definitely get it it just blows my mind so again sharing this more for fun do not i, I hopefully didn't give any real information this isn't i don't want people going out there looking this stuff up cuz again the more views the more encouraged they are that they're doing this they really feel like they're onto something and more power to you if you want to live with your old worlds running around your house and ending up in your boots and whatnot Go for it. You want to feed them, you know, hand feed them and get bit because pain's not a big deal. Hey, go for it. Um, that do your thing. But we don't need more people emulating this. And that's what I'm afraid. Even one or two people do it, they're gonna get bit. It's gonna be a bad situation. So sharing it more for the fun of it, sharing it more just like we did the just consider this the ultimate strangest things I've ever heard from keepers. This is the one that takes the cake. I will not go back over that channel again. It's too confounding. It's too hard to bite my tongue and to argue the points that this person's making, especially when you when you see videos that specifically, I can tell where they're getting the information from it's my information, and they're trying to rebut it by showing their spider not taking a worm off of a tongue. I don't get it so Yeah, that was uh, yesterday. It was a good time (laughs) reading all that stuff. And I figure after two years of going back and forth with a crazy situation, weird, I should say crazy, weird situations, awkward situations, confounding situations with this individual, I had to just throw it out there for the, you know, just for us to enjoy and for us to appreciate the fact that Sadly there are folks out out there that are like this. They get these weird ideas in their head. Just like when we did the podcast on the strangest things I've heard, mo- those people weren't trying to troll for the sake of trolling. They weren't going out there just trying to do something to upset people. They thought they were onto something. The majority of them thought we were the ones that were out of our minds for not recognizing their brilliance and and understanding these creatures much better than anybody out there could understand them. So Weird stuff, If and I don't think, I mean, I'm honestly going to stay away from it, but God forbid if any other weird stuff happens, I may talk about it. Just because this is like therapy for me. It's like I, I told my kids, I told Billy, we all laughed and joked and about it, and I joked I was just going to let all the spiders out in the house now we're going to live with them. You know, we had a good laugh, but sometimes it's nice to just kind of share it with people that are going to sit there with their mouths agape listening to this with the same bit of incredulity that I had when I heard it. So moving on from <laughs> the most bizarre Situa- it remind me, I don't know if any of you remember, years ago, this woman, probably three, four years ago, started a YouTube channel, and it got around because she was doing some weird... I don't want to be mean. It looked like there might have been substances involved. There was there was a lot of weirdness going on. But she was basically, a lot of folks were talking about her because she was like doing things like picking up a C. Lividus and handling it and like forcefully handling it. And it was like watching these videos, you're just waiting for this individual to get bit. It was just a train wreck, and a lot of people went on and started bashing her, and it just turned into a disaster because she wasn't having it. The people were getting upset. It was driving more views to her channel, and then suddenly the channel disappeared. I don't know if she pulled it or something. I I hope she got help because it seemed like she wasn't healthy, but that's what it kind of reminded me of, that whole thing when it came out, and people were like just blown away by the stuff how this person was keeping them what she was doing with it was terrible now not the same I don't feel like this person this person really feels like they're coming at this from an intellectual angle but that's what it kind of reminded me of so moving on for this the last thing we're going to talk about today is a review for an enclosure I tried out it's kind of funny I think I mentioned I bought the ones the crapels or crapellas recently and i bought them basically because the name made me giggle well this one didn't have the name listed when i bought it on amazon it just said something like pc polycarbonate shatterproof enclosure it measures 15 inches by 8 inches deep by about 10 inches high and i was looking for something specifically for my harmonicon and linofelli species a lot of them are getting good size now i'm going to put them in their adult enclosures because i hate rehousing them more than two times because I hate destroying the webbing. They do copious amounts of webbing. And I had one that was in a larger enclosure, my Harmonicon Oipokie, Oipokiei. It's a whole, whole heck of a lot of vowels there. But that one needed a rehousing. And I was specifically looking for something for my Linotheli sericata. I have two of them that are about two inches now that definitely need to be rehoused. So anyway, hopped online. I was looking at some of the, you know, the typical, tarantula cribs type style enclosures uh, repta repta hut whatever that is all the different like acrylic ones and I saw these so let's get this out of the way they're rather pricey about $83 I think I want to see if it's one of the ones that occasionally some of these enclosures are like $83 and you catch them on a good day and they're like $49 $49 I think would be a really good deal $83 is pushing it but a little bit different they're made out of shatterproof polycarbonate so it's not acrylic but it's a very clear plastic that's apparently a little more resistant to scratch Supposedly a little more resistant to scratching than the acrylic is. They have basically the bottom picture, the bottom part, the majority of the depth of it is one solid piece. And then the lid is a square lid that has ventilation holes around three sides of it that Sits on top of the bottom part, so it's about an inch deep probably total, which gives it its 10-inch height, and then there's little screws that go around the side that hold it in place. And it has a little magnetic doorway for feeding that's spring-loaded, so you pop open the feeding idol, and then the door slams back shut, so it keeps you from having to open the whole top of it. Now, as far as the top's concerned, it also has a hinged metal vent door, big vent, a lot of ventilation in these, but it's one of those, the punched metal, not the screen so it, it black, and it's basically takes up a good portion of the top of it, and it's hinged, it latches in three different places, the good news is, very, very securely latched, the bad news is, it can be kind of a pain in the butt, and tough on the fingers to pop up all three latches to get the thing open, what I end up using is the back of my tongs, I can pop it open very quickly, but that could be kind of an issue for people, but decent size enclosure overall, probably about six, seven gallons or so, looks really nice, crystal clear, so I ended up putting my harmonicon oipokiae in it, oipokiae, and I like the enclosure a lot. Now, the drawbacks, A, it came with a lot of extra stuff that nobody needs. It came with a lamp, it came with a light bulb, it came with a hide, it looks like it's a resin hide. I embarrassingly in the video, I went, oh, look at popular hide, and it, it's a popular hide, and I corrected myself and laughed at myself, but it came with a water dish, spray bottle, a useless electronic hygrometer, thermometer. Bunch of little zinzas that not anybody like I'd rather they take all that stuff off and knock 15-20 bucks off the price. So hopefully they'll do a model eventually it doesn't have that, but I think it's geared more toward the reptile crowd. Anyway, the name of the enclosure is Barbarous Growth. BG is their symbol and has plants on it. Barbarous growth. Now I think they're talking about plant growth, but I've had some great comments. Somebody's like, I just got one of those taken off my backside. Uh, it sounds like, you know, Barber's Growth, I was thinking with the whole pandemic, like, yeah, I wasn't able to get to the Barber's, so now I have some Barber's Growth, I, I, just the whole name kind of cracked me up, but interesting enclosures, now again, the price, a little high for what they are, and I did find when I started, we were getting ready to do the rehousing video, and I noticed on the lid, there were two little cutouts for to run wires through on either side of the metal hatch on the top of it and I ended up for a larger spider it wouldn't be a big deal at all it wouldn't be an issue but the size of the spider I was putting in it was a little smaller it would have been able to make it through so I ended up using just super glue and cut up some plastic from the basically the plastic that covers posters when you put them up on the wall in the frames I had some old poster plastic that I cut a couple little pieces off and glued them on to cover those spots up so that's something to keep an eye on if you're putting smaller spiders in it but the the plus sides of it good size Um, Very, very clear. The spider's in it now. I did a nice little setup for it. It's starting to web. I think it's going to work great for the webbing. I won't have to pull the top off all the time and disturb the webbing. That little hatch is awesome. Lots of visibility. Lots of really good ventilation, which is going to be good in some ways. I got to be a little more on top of making sure that that enclosure doesn't dry out because it's been very, very hot up here. Um, bad, the price is a bit high, uh, especially when you consider you're going to get a lot of extra, like I have the box sitting back here with all the extra stuff in it. I haven't touched anything. I don't know if that'll get used. The fact that the lid, the whole lid can come off is kind of a plus. But the fact that you have these little teeny screws that you have to put, they're a little plastic, like you just turn them half away and they kind of click into place and hold the top on. There's, I think, uh, eight on each side. That's kind of a pain in the butt if you want to take the top off in a hurry. So good and bad. It's good that it comes off. that it's kind of a pain to get off if you want to do it in a hurry. And the hatch on the top can be, its it, again, it's secure, which is a good thing. But because there are three of those hasps, Two small ones on the side, one big one in the middle. It can be kind of a pain trying to get that thing open, so I can see people getting frustrated with that. Again, if you take a pair, of, if you have tongs, you turn the tongs around, you stick in the air and you just flip it. It comes up pretty easily. There's no problem, but you do have to work with it a little bit. That can be a little bit of a pain, especially if you're trying to get there in a hurry. But I like them, and at first I was like wishy washy whether or not I'd buy more. I think I may. I like the way they look on a shelf. I think it would be neat to have a bunch of them together. They're also stackable, which is awesome because a lot of times they have cages where they're stackable, but they lose a lot of the ventilation because there's so many ventilation holes around the lid, the side of the lid. I don't think it would be that big of a deal if you stacked one on top of it and blocked that top one. That would help with it not evaporating and drying out as quickly. So there are some good sides. And when I put the video up, I had a couple of people said, yeah, I've used those before. I really, really like them. So some people seem to think they're worth the money. So as with all of my reviews, it's always, this is what I think, here are my pros, here are my cons, it works for me, it doesn't work for me, and you make your own choice, same thing with this one, I think I may end up getting another one, I kind of like them, but if people went, hey, that's much, much too expensive, I know for a fact that, I believe it's Zilla makes a a glass critter, it's called a critter cage, that's almost the exact same dimensions that sells for about $49, $45 around there, so that would be a much cheaper Alternative. The problem with those, they have the slide out tops on them and they use wire mesh. So what you're giving up, you're getting something for cheaper, but you're, for most spider species, you're going to have to do some adjustments. I did get, I do have two of those that I'm going to try using with the Linotheli species. I am going to block off some of the ventilation on the top because that whole top is open, but I'm going to leave edges open so we still get some ventilation and see how that works out. So that would be a cheaper alternative, but somebody, they're nice enclosures. I really, really like them. They seem sturdy. They're well put together. Love that little feeding tunnel there because that's going to be great for the heavy webbers. They can web all the way up to the top and I can add water right through the vent on the top and I can add the little prey item right through the side. Perfect. So I like them. I may get another one, but I will put a link to them in the description for this for people that want to check them out. Somebody's buying the things because I went to buy one And then there was like ten of them, and I went back later, and there was only two left. So people are buying them. Hopefully they drop down a little bit. I might even email the company and ask if they have an option that doesn't have all the stuff in it because for eighty bucks, eighty three bucks, little high, little high. A lot of people are gonna have a hard time justifying that unless you have a handful of spiders and you just like the way it looks. And I had some people come up to go, you know, I'd spend that. A lot of people were like, "Eh, I don't know. If they could drop that thing down to 60, i would be, I think, a really good deal. So barbarous growth, 15 inches by 8 inches by 10 inches tall. Lots of inside. Pretty cool enclosure. Definitely, if you think it might be something you're interested in, definitely give it a peek on Amazon. And then if you pick one up, let me know what you think about it. So that will do it for this one. Kind of a smorgasbord of different things there. We covered what to do when you get sent the freebies. You guys all played therapists as we discussed the Individual with the free range hand fed tarantulas and hopefully passed an enclosure idea by you guys. that might again with enclosure. I, I've said this before. I sometimes spend a lot more money on something that I really would care to only because I if it's a good enclosure, I'll report it out. And that way I'm spending my money. Other people aren't wasting their money on it. At least I, if the good news is if I buy something, it's it, I don't like it. I can always do a review of it that kind of makes it a little worthwhile for me because I can at least warn people off or in this situation of the barbarous growth, hey, here's a potential one to keep an eye on. So enjoy doing those and people have been responding pretty well to them and I know it's a little different doing them on the podcast because you don't have the visual but again, I'll put that link in there if you want to check it out. Obviously, you can find me at ThomasBeakSpiders.com. You can find me on ThomasBeakSpiders.com YouTube. If, uh, actually, what am I thinking? If you want to check out that thing, I did the review video on there. So if you want to see, more, see it in action as I'm talking about it, hop over to YouTube, check that out, check out a beautiful spider in the process. Guys, that'll do it for this one. As always, stay safe and we'll catch you all next time.